Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I am your host, and I'm so excited to get into this episode today. We have a bunch of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I'm just pumped. Oh, also, I just want to say if you're listening to this on Monday, happy Valentine's Day to all my little Valentines. Um, I am going to a dance party, a Valentine's Day dance party. What are you guys doing? I hope everyone's having a good little, you know, they say it's not a real holiday. I think it is. It's a fun day to spend with someone or or to just go to a little dance party with your girlies. I will tell you that last night I'm recording this at 8.37 a.m. on Sunday morning, believe it or not. And why are you up at 8.37 a.m. on Sunday morning, girly? Because... I fell asleep at 10 p.m. last night. I fell asleep at 10 p.m. last night, phone in hand. The other hand was holding an e-cigarette. Okay. I looked like a gosh darn corpse. I I look like... (laughs) That's how I want to (laughs) be. When I die, um, taxidermy me and have that be the way that you taxidermy me. (laughs) That's how I want to be remembered, you guys. Phone in one hand, e-cig in the other. All right. But so the reason why I fell asleep so early was because I went to a party at 4 p.m. What kind of party was it? It was a mixer. And I was so damn excited to go to the mixer because I used to watch that show Millionaire Matchmaker and she would always have these freaking mixers. And it was like, you know, single people and she would set people up and whatever. And this was at someone's apartment. Um, and it was really like a bunch of my friends were going and we were all just going. And it's it it's so cute because <laughs> this is just what type of person I am. <laughs> um, there, I was talking to this guy and my friend overheard our conversation while she was like, eating snacks or something. She was like at the snack table. And um, I was talking to this guy and she came up to me after and she said, did I just hear you flirting with someone talking about <laughs> your automatic cat feeder? <laughs> and I was, and I was, and, and you want to know what I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked that that man did not ask for my hand in marriage immediately. After I told him I have not only an automatic feeder, but an automatic water dispenser. And he was just nodding along the poor thing. He was like, I got to go move my car. (laughs) Stop. It was too damn funny. It was too damn funny. But I think those kind of parties are so fun, right? The concept of it is really fun. Um, It reminded me kind of like that sex in the city episode. I don't know if you guys saw that episode from the original sex in the city when it was like they were going to a party and everybody had to bring someone that was single. So that way it's like that, but um, it's always good. It's always fun to hang out, but it's so funny. I'm like, we were going to go out after. And I was like, guys, I'm so damn tired. Cause I had gone to dinner the night before and me and my friend bumped into another friend. So we ended up staying out. So I was just like, you know, me, I, I usually can rally, but I need to, I-, I need to catch some Z's too. Like I need my beauty rest. Um, so I ended up just going home and falling asleep mid puff of my Miley. 
but I hope you guys are doing great. I hope everybody's feeling good. I am going to get into some of these emails after I talk about something that shook me to my core that happened this past week. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know what I'm going to freaking talk about. Okay. There's this couple that let me pull up an article about it. There's this couple that uh, was arrested last week because they embezzled. And now I can't get the exact number right. Some articles are saying 3.6 billion. Some are saying 4.5 billion. I saw one that said 8 billion. And I'm like, 8 billion feels like a lot to me, but they stole billions of dollars. I kind of settled on it being 4.5 billion um, because that's what the most I had read a lot about. I went on a deep, deep like rabbit hole with these people. And what happened was they had pretty much intercepted um, people's crypto. Let me try and explain crypto in the best way that I can when it comes to like the actual transaction of acquiring the crypto. Okay. So when you buy crypto, there's a short period of time that you're, oh my God, tell me my computer. Oh, Uh, there's a short period of time, right? It's like 10 minutes after you purchase the crypto, it's on its way to you because it has to be mined, right? So you pay for it. And then 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, whatever, um, it shows up in your crypto wallet. Kind of think of it as like you're buying a package. Say you're buying a jacket for Macy's. You pay Macy's, but the jacket doesn't just show up at your house immediately. You have to wait for it to be delivered. And in the process of that, the package can be intercepted either which way. Could get swiped off your doorstep. It falls off the truck. It goes to the wrong address, whatever. So that's kind of can happen in a crypto transaction as well, because these people were hackers and they made it so that the money, instead of going into your crypto wallet, went into their crypto wallet. And then that takes us to the next level of the issue, which ended up getting them in trouble, um, which is how do you launder crypto? I mean, it's damn near impossible. Okay. So I'm reading about this fascinating story about this couple. Oh, my God, they got arrested. But I didn't see a picture of them, nothing. And I'm going, these people must be like the I I picture them like spies or something like I picture them looking so damn like mysterious. They look like, you know how you see on the movies, because I watch too much TV and everybody knows it. That's one thing about me. Um. And this was the, the biggest breach that anyone had ever seen. So I'm so interested in this couple. I'm like, this is kind of honestly like hot. You know, these people are crazy. Um, I don't condone what they did, obviously, because at the end of the day, they were stealing from me and you. They weren't stealing from the billionaires. But I look up these people. And when I tell you, and I spoke about this on Instagram and TikTok, when I tell you I was in shock. My jaw was on the floor. I have, I, I have a permanent, my jaw was dragging on the floor. I, I have scars on it now because I was shocked at these people. I'm not saying they're ugly. Okay. So before you say, oh, you're being mean, I'm not being mean. I'm not saying they're ugly. I was just expecting them to be like bond villains. And then they are literally like people you see at a Renaissance fair. Okay. 
the way I described it on Instagram is like, they're the people you see jousting when you're at a park and you just look at them and you're like, how cute are they? They found each other. Imagine that stealing billions of dollars. And the reason why it was billions is because this happened, I think, in 2017, which was a huge year for for Bitcoin. And it went Bitcoin went from like and I I'm probably a little off with the numbers because it's hard to gauge, but it went from like a thousand dollars to 18 to 20 thousand dollars that year. So they stole it when it was low. And now after it's sitting in this wallet because they can't freaking figure out how to launder it after sitting in this wallet for all these years, it's accumulated billions of dollars. They probably stole hundred million at first, and then it became whatever it is. And again, these numbers are kind of loose because I don't exactly know the, the numbers are all wrong on these articles that I've been reading. But holy shit, when I tell you, they're like the people that dress up as elves. Like I see this happening so much, like, el- like, you know, the girlies you see on like TikTok or Instagram that wear like elf ears. No hate, no disrespect, but I wouldn't expect them to be like criminal masterminds that are that are dismantling Bitcoin. Not to say they're not smart. But I wouldn't see them as being like evil. I cannot get over it. And I look into this girl, I'm looking at her TikTok and it is just a shit show over there. She's so cringe. I've never seen someone more cringe. I've never seen it in my gosh darn life. She's like a rapper and she makes all these music videos and she's the the things she talks about are just so bizarre. Like it's just the whole thing is so damn bizarre, you guys. And I don't feel bad saying this because these people are are not good people at heart. The best part about it is I was like, what could they have possibly bought with all that money? I didn't realize that they didn't really find a way to launder all of it. Somebody on my Instagram had said, had DM'd me. That was like an FBI, like criminal um, currency investigator or whatever it is. And they said that they weren't able to launder all of it. So they really only made after all that, they really only got two hundred thousand dollars. So I was like, what could they have possibly bought at first? I'm thinking, wow, billions of dollars. These people must be on a yacht somewhere. Because that's one thing about me is if I'm stealing billions of dollars, you're never going to see me again. Okay. You're never going to see me again. You're going to, the only way you would see me is if you have a boat and you're out, you know, in Saint Tropez, we might pass each other on the ocean. And I'll be that lady with a big, with a big diamond necklace and a diamond beret and a little pixie cut. <laughs> I was going to say an, an embezzled beret, but I meant embellished. <laughs> You're not going to see me out here in New York City. First of all, it's freezing, you guys. Why are you not? Why are you out in New York City? They lived here. Out in New York City, freezing your butts off when you have you've done this scheme. So I figure out the way that they transferred. Here's the thing, too. 
And, and I feel like we're digging deeper because I spent a lot of time looking into these people. When it comes to laundering money, laundering cash is hard enough. We've all seen Ozark. They did a little bit on The Sopranos, like all of these different shows. They don't obviously show you exactly how to do it, but they imply what the process is. You funnel it through a business, whatever. You meet, maybe meet some shady people that'll take it off your hands and they give you whatever, whatever the transaction is. It's hard to launder money, cash. So laundering crypto, I cannot imagine the shady shit that they were doing. There's no way that they, I, I mean, I can't imagine it. They were transferring it from wallet to wallet. And that's how they track them because they bought Amazon, uh, not Amazon, Walmart gift cards, like $500 Walmart gift cards. These fucking people, I swear to God. What are you doing? And what are you doing? What was the point of the whole scheme? You didn't think of like, how are we going to actually acquire this money after stealing it? They couldn't figure that out. They're obviously smart. They're obviously tech savvy. Hell no. I would probably find someone that knows like a true, like one of those mysterious people. I would just find a very mysterious person, which how do you even find a mysterious person? Where are they? I don't know. They're so mysterious. But I would find someone super low key that does this professionally. I'm sure that people have done this time and time again and gotten away with it somehow. But uh, I would just hand it over to them and say, hey, give me a cut. I'm going to be in France. Bonjour. Bonjour. I'm getting a beret. Catch me at a cafe in Paris. Looking so cute. Send me the money when you're done. I would give someone half. I, I wouldn't care. I don't even need billions. I don't I don't even need one billion. I would be I would have stopped. I would have stolen like a little bit of Bitcoin. People were DMing me saying, how do you how do you do that? I'm like, you guys think I know how to how to how to embezzle cryptocurrency? I mean, I'm flattered by it, but I don't know the deets. I only know what I told you guys, which it seems like they just went, boop, put it in my wallet instead of somebody else's. So they were able to seize most of the, the 4.5 billion, apparently. Um, it's all just so interesting and crazy to me, but I swear to God, this couple, you guys got to look them up. Her, her rap name is Razzle Khan. R-A-Z-Z-L-E-K-H-A-N. And you are just good. It's a hoot. It's a hoot. And I apologized on TikTok because I compared them to people who LARP, which is live action role play. Um, you know, the like those are the people that are jousting in the park. And I said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that people who LARP and people who go to rena- Renaissance fairs aren't cool or or hot. You know, I just meant like I would never expect them to be committing crimes, but they came at me. I swear to God, TikTok is not TikTok. They will come. They will come for you. They came at me. Don't talk about people who LARP like that. They came at me, you know, swords, swords drawn. And I did apologize because I'm like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I love a renaissance fair. Are you kidding? I want to go drink wine with my girlies. 
Um, it's like a big party, but I was just kind of describing the genre. Anywho, you guys, I told you about I told you about the the crypto people. I told you about what else did I tell you about? Oh, me bragging about my cat feeder. <laughs> you know what? If a guy doesn't think that's interesting, then they could go ahead and not be my boyfriend. Because I and the reason why I was telling the reason why I was telling that guy about my cat feeder is because he has a cat. So I was like, oh, he's going to really get a kick out of this. He's going to really be impressed by this. <laughs> ah, the things we do. Also, I got a lot of emails and a lot of DMs saying, will you please watch Love is Blind season two? I will do that. I'll live post it when I'm watching it. Um, on I'll do it on my Instagram stories like I did last time because season one was so much fun. And it's so it's so crazy because all of these shows that I was always, you know, that I watch, like even like Ozark, it's been years since they came out with a new episode because the pandemic stopped all the production for these shows. So I started watching the first new episode of Ozark and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't even remember what happened at the end of the last season. So now I'm going to rewatch that, but I'll watch love is blind first. I did also watch, and I have to tell you guys the Tinder swindler, which is this documentary that's right up my alley. And you guys know it. You all recommended it to me last week saying I had to watch it. And it was like top 10 on Netflix last week. I think it was an easy, quick watch. Um, it's like a documentary. It's not a docu-series. But it's about this guy who was meeting women on Instagram and he had this fake um, name. I'm not going to give too much away, but you'll you kind of already know what it's about. Um, he was meeting people on Tinder and saying that he was this like billionaire guy. Right. And then he was taking them on fancy vacations and taking them on jets and and to nice dinners. And he was always dressed beautifully. And um, he was going to buy a house with one of the girls. And these poor girls, they probably they they really liked him and they thought he was telling the truth, because why would you you know, it's one thing if somebody's saying they're rich, but he's taking them on jets and all that stuff. So it's like, hey, who's to say that that he's lying at that point? So. um he ended up conning these women. It was like a Ponzi scheme. Like he would ask one girl for, he would say, Oh, my enemies, his enemies. That was, I was laughing hysterical because this guy's like, my enemies shut down my bank account. I need you to give me $20,000, $30,000 or whatever it was. And they would give him the money, but they didn't have that kind of money. Who has that kind of money? Just like laying around these, like they're regular people with regular jobs you know? So they would give him cash or wire him money. He had all these different accounts and it was like a total scheme because he was say like taking like 20,000 from one girl and then taking the next girl on a <laughs> private jet with that money, you know? So, and I, I won't say like what, if he got in trouble or anything, I'll let you watch it, but it really was, people wanted me to review it. Um, you know, I feel bad for the girls that were in it, but I'm going to tell you something right now. And I don't know who needs to hear this. I, I didn't think anyone would need to hear this, really. But uh, if a billionaire is asking you for money, he's not a billionaire. I'll tell you that much right now, because if he's asking you who like makes a regular wage and not one of his billionaire friends, hey, birds of a feather, okay? 
if someone's a billionaire, they're not hanging out with people that aren't also very unbelievably wealthy. So I see why the girlies thought, you know, the girlies trusted him. The girlies said, hey, he took me out to a nice dinner and we went to, you know, Saint-Tropez. We went to Ibiza. (laughs) So they gave him and they're all in debt. They're all in debt. Major because they this motherfucker had them taking out loans and shit. He if a billionaire needed money, which is just such an oxymoron to begin with, but he would not go to like a girl he randomly met on Tinder that he hung out with three times. He would not go to her and say, hey, do you mind? He would talk to his other billionaire or millionaire friends for the money. But hey, that's just a learning lesson. And sometimes we learn things from documentaries. And that's what I that was my takeaway. But I was watching it going, girl, no, not the not you doing this. They really he he did it in a way, though, where I could see why a girl would go, oh, all right. He had one of them. um, He sent one of them to go look at apartments for him for them to move in together. And they were like million dollar homes. So she was like, oh, all right. He's got money like that. This is my this is going to be my guy. God, crazy. There is one hero in it, too, like one of the girls, like she didn't get all her stuff back, but you'll see what happens. Like there's one girl that I'm like, this would be me in that situation. I would figure out a way to kind of swindle him, swindle the swindler. But I've also noticed that I, I've consumed so much TV and documentaries and stuff about like murderers and mysteries and like the books I read are all about murders and who did it. it I can't. I can't give something a 10 out of 10 that really doesn't have anything to do with murder. Because I'm like, I want to I, I assign myself that position when I first start watching a show. Give me a documentary that starts the first minute has to start with a 911 call. A frantic 911 call. And I'm like, I'm going to figure this all out. Everybody, everybody else can rest because I am now the FBI agent and the FBI investigator on the scene. Give me the details. And then I figure out who did it usually way before everyone else does on the show. So I love a murder mystery. Okay, Um, let's get into these emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, I am going to start. Where are we going to start? Let's just start here. Okay, this one says how to wrangle my anxiety out of my heart. Good day, Carly and the two furry baby angels. Thank you for doing the podcast. It always brightens my day. Oh, well, thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. I appreciate it. This is fun for me, you know, doing doing the potty. Uh, I wanted to get your advice on how to stop my anxiety from getting the best of me. I started dating this wonderful man. He's affectionate, kind, and honestly checks off all of the things on my quote unquote list. Uh, he's never given me a reason to distrust him. He's a great dad to his kid. And every time I'm with him, I melt. I've always been anxious due to an abusive relationship I had years ago. I've been trying to get help for it, but honestly, my anxiety always gets the best of me. He's not been with his baby mama for years and they had previously tried to make it work. But in the end, they called it quits because she's a lot and lied to him, saying they were going to try and work it out all while she was banging some other guy in secret. And after destroying a lot of his stuff because she was mad, some of which what was irreplaceable, my boyfriend found 
out and ended it and now just tries to co-parent with her. I understand that she'll be in his life forever since they have a child together. However, sometimes I wonder if one day he'll want to go back to her or if I'm just a replacement or something new that hasn't lost its charm yet. What got me was the way he explained himself to her on the phone or the way he still tries to or the way she still tries to fight with him because he's out with me or she suspects he is, even though she has her own man. How do I cope with this? I don't want to give it. I don't want to give this up as he has told me before that I make him happy and he sees us being long term. We've talked about kids and lineup on many fundamentals. He's reassured me that I make him happy and how much all of his friends and family like me. He makes a point to let me know that there's nothing to do with her, but I worry sometimes deep down that he still has feelings for her. Am I just getting too into my head? Um, If so, how do I get out of it and stop being ridiculous and going bananas? Thank you so much for the advice in advance. Um, And then she (laughs) gives a very specific FMK uh, that we'll do at the end. So I think this is so common, um, especially when dating. Dating is so hard and it's hard to find somebody that you really vibe with. So when you first get together with somebody that you're like, oh, my God, I see potential in this. I see this going somewhere like long term. It's so easy for us to go. This is the thing that's going to ruin it. Right. We can't just sit in it and enjoy it and accept that this could just be something really great that's happening to us. Um, I've done it before. I think it's so normal for us to go, oh, this is too good to be true. What's going on here? Um, and I get it. I, I would, I would be feeling the same way that you are not because it's like, uh, something that's going to happen, but because I see where anxiety has led me before. And I totally get it. Um, anytime there's an ex in the situation that isn't supportive of, you know, their ex, their ex being with somebody new, it really can make everyone's life hell. Um, so I get it. I get it. I don't think he's going to get back together with her because it seems like she is a lot. I think that they probably tried it out because they have this history together. They have children together. And of course you want to do what's best for your kids and oh, I miss you. Let's see if we could work this out. And they tried it and it didn't work. Um, so that's where it is now. You can't worry about what might happen in the future because you're just going to end up driving yourself crazy and you're going to end up digging yourself into this hole where he's never done anything to hurt you. He's never lied to you. He's never done anything for you not to trust him. So if you keep bringing this up to him. And if you keep telling him like, I'm worried about it, what about her, blah, blah, blah. You're just going to kind of put yourself into a hole there because he's going to go, I've never done anything to hurt you. I don't really deserve to have to explain myself time and time again. I'm telling you what it is, you know, and, and trust that, think that in your head, if, if there was something going on, he would tell you what it is because he seems like a really sweet, nice guy. I don't think he would ever want to hurt you. Um, But I've done this before, girl. I've done this to the point where like, I worry about something so much that I end up screwing myself over. I end up driving somebody else crazy. And and then it's just like, you know what? Let's just not do this anymore. So don't do that. Just know that this is what's happening right now. He's into you. You're into him. You guys are talking about a future together. And don't worry about things that haven't happened or and probably are not ever going to happen. Um. Enjoy it. 
You deserve it. You deserve to be with somebody that makes you happy. And everyone has a past. You know, I, I look at guys that I used to date. I'm like, there's no one I'm less attracted to. (laughs) It's just like, I always think it's so silly. Like I've done this to people where I'm like, oh, like he's still friends with his ex or whatever. Like if there's a shady situation, because I actually am, am kind of, um, if the ex and the person I'm seeing are amicable, I think that that's great. But if there's some shady stuff going on, like weird late night phone calls and just things that are kind of unnecessary, then I have gotten like, oh, I'm a little scared. Right. But guys that I'm with, if they ever bring up like me being friendly with exes, I understand where it comes from. But I'm always just like, you don't understand that these are the last people on earth I would ever want to be with. (laughs) You know? I dated this guy very briefly years ago and his like new girlfriend for some reason, like kind of stalks me. And I just want to tell her like, girl, first of all, I see you. I see you. I see you on the gram girly. Um, and you have nothing to worry about. I would sooner, I would sooner croak. Okay. But Hey, we all have our feelings. I felt this way time and time again. It it happens. It happens. Just know what you bring to the table. Know what you are. And don't worry about things that haven't happened. That's really that. It's really all you could do. Enjoy your enjoy it in the moment. We can't help but self-sabotage sometimes. And that's something I've noticed with myself. Anytime I'm in one of those situations, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I'm that girl. You know, I'm that girly. That's what I say to myself. Um, but you deserve it. You deserve to be with somebody that is a sweetie pie. So just enjoy it. Don't let her ruin your life. Don't let worries about her ruin your relationship, because I'm going to tell you something right now. That's what she wants. Like, I, I can't, I can't be okay with giving someone that much power, you know? Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors. There's a new pool game out there. It's called Breakshot Pool. It's an app for iOS and Android. Breakshot Pool is the only pool game in the app stores that is specifically designed to be played between friends. Sometimes you just need a little break, and this is a perfect thing for that. Um, With Breakshot Pool, you can play pool with your friends without needing to be online at the same time. When your friend plays, you just get a notification that it's your turn to play, and you could do that whenever you feel like it. Uh, Breakshot Pool is available for iOS and Android and iOS and Android users can play each other. So you can play with your friends no matter what phone they have. Secret Keepers Club listeners who download the game will get a variety of in-app goodies for free. So go to the Apple or Android app stores and search for Breakshot Pool. That's Breakshot, one word, B-R-E-A-K-S-H-O-T, and Pool as in P-O-O-L. Link is also in the description. The developers of this um, app are big fans of the podcast and would love to get some Secret Keepers fans to connect with this cute game on their phones. Give yourself a little break and try out Breakshot Pool on iOS and Android today. This next one says, please, please read. P.S. I love you. 
Hi, Carly. This is my first time writing to you, but I've been a fan literally since the beginning of Girl Code. Um, and you walked past me once in Brooklyn and I screamed Carly, but you didn't hear me. Girls, you have to you you got to get my little attention. I love to talk to you guys. I get so excited when somebody listens to the podcast and I meet them in real life. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like meeting a celebrity like you listen to my podcast. Like I'm so honored and flattered by that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. I was just going to say, like, you guys just grab me because I wouldn't mind that. But I actually am so scared 24 seven, especially because something's going on in New York right now where it's like the most dangerous it's been in a really long time that if someone grabbed me, like I would probably just as a gut reaction, punch them in the face. <laughs> and then I imagine punching one of my girlies in the face and it makes me sad. Um, OK, so. Let's get on with it. Ready? Anyway, I'm having an issue with a quote unquote friend, and I'm going to try and keep this as short as possible. We were besties in high school, and she was always the prettier one and getting more attention, which was totally fine. It never bothered me. But we drifted apart after she got her first boyfriend and come to find out years later, she pulled away because he was abusive. Uh, we reconnected kind of and just stayed in touch with each other. Then a couple of years ago, found out that we were pregnant at the same time and became close again. But I'm slowly realizing that her toxic traits that she had in high school are still there, but she tries to cover them behind her innocence. She has a super sweet and bubbly personality. Uh, but I've realized that this friendship just isn't for me. I thought maybe she had changed, but the toxicity is still there. She's still unsupportive. And I hate to say it, but she's jealous of the accomplishments that I've achieved. She was like that in high school as well. Basically, what I'm asking is how to end a friendship without being mean or ghosting her. I have been more distant because she's super passive aggressive in our last convo, but I just want to put an end to it without being dramatic. Love you. Kiss you right on the lips. Also, here's something embarrassing that shouldn't be. <laughs> Windshield wipers. <laughs> When you're driving and it's raining and you don't want the speed of the wipers too fast, if yours is faster than the person next to you, it's embarrassing. Why? Wait, that's actually so true. Windshield wipers are embarrassing, too, because it's like if you put them on when it's kind of raining, but not really raining, it's like you feel it, it does feel dramatic. It feels like, why are you wiping so much if it's really not that much rain? You know, oh, God, that is so damn funny. With this, I think you just should tell her how you feel and say this friendship, I feel, isn't serving me um, in a positive way. And it feels very negative to me. So I just want to take a step back from it. I love you. I wish you nothing but the best. But um, I don't feel good. A lot of time, it's, it's hard to not insult somebody in these types of situations, right? Because you don't want to be mean about it. Um, but what I really would want to say is like, I leave conversations with you feeling worse. And I don't think that that's what friendship is. You know, if you can find a nicer way to say that, because that's really what it is. It's like my friends are supposed to lift each other up and, and be supportive and happy for each other. And there's definitely been people in my life where I talk to them and I go, oh, I don't feel good now. Their energy is off. They said something that hurt my feelings intentionally or whatever. Um, so I think that that's a good way to go about it. Address address specifics of what they said that hurt you or what they did that hurt you. And just say, you know, I wish you all the best, but I just want to take a little time for myself and, you know, 
it's really at the end of the day, it's like, this isn't worth putting my energy into. And, you know, but I would probably wait to say something. Um, maybe the next time she called you or asked you to hang out, just like, oh, I've been meaning to talk to you about something if you don't mind. That way it doesn't feel like a ambush. That's probably what I would do. But if if it's something that you feel like you need to get on your chest, like to, to get off your chest ASAP, then do that. You know, it's really just how you feel about it. Okay. This one says avocado and honey question. <laughs> I love that you, I love, can I just explain to you that the amount that I am obsessed with eating avocado and honey, plus the amount that you guys are inquiring about avocado and honey, it's very, it feels very special to me. It feels very special to me. Uh, okay. So this says, I have a question about your recipe. Do you slice the avocados, put it on toast and then drizzle honey, or do you smush the avocados, spread it on the toast and then drizzle honey? Um, I had a craving for avo and honey and I did met- two methods just to be safe. I like the sliced version better. And now I want more. Thanks for being such, such a bright, silly light every week and say hi to your kittens. Here are two pictures. <gasps> oh my God. No, this cat is so beautiful. Oh my God. I love when you guys send me pictures of your cats. Wait, this cat, I don't know what it is, but I can tell when they're really nice. And this cat looks really nice to me. She just looks like a little sweetie. Oh, she kind of reminds me of Robert. Um, so ha- here's what I do. I actually, you, you ladies are going to be kind of impressed with my recipe here. I love calling it a recipe too. Cause it's literally two ingredients, <laughs> but I do avocado and honey, mush it all together. Like with, like, I don't drizzle. I mix it in girly. I, I need an equal di- distribution with the honey. So I mush the avocado in a bowl, put the honey over it and, and fold it in as they would say in the, in the, you know, baking community, I fold it in. And then I sprinkle a little salt on top, get them a little crazy. So that's my little recipe. Okay. This next one says, bye-bye garbage man. Hello, sexy mechanic. Uh, fuck, Mary kill included. Hey, Queen Carly and King Stan and Rob. OG listener here, loving the potty every Monday. No questions for me, but I have a couple of inputs um, on some topics lately. Since you're done with garbage men, I have a great new suggestion for you. Wait, I'm not done with garbage men. Well, I am upset with the a Department of Sanitation here in New York City, but not specific. Like, I'm not mad at I am mad at the guy that gave me a ticket, but garbage men as a whole, I still love them and I still would like to marry one. Uh, she says fleet mechanic. My baby angel husband is a fleet mechanic for the city buses in our county. This man fixes big buses for a living. Ooh, that's hot. Um, and he worked as a mechanic on fire engine and ambulances. I never thought I'd end up with a mechanic, but I'm so incredibly obsessed with him and the fact that he could fix pretty much everything and build anything. It's so hot and no garbage man smell. Uh, it makes him kind of meticulous and organized, which is great for me because I'm a hot mess most of the time. So he cooks and cleans the house a lot. Wait a minute. This guy sounds perfect. I'm currently seven months pregnant and this man continues to amaze me with how much he cares. I only tell you this because I think you got to look into the fleet mechanics for the city of New York. 
<laughs> you guys probably have way more options than some fine men over in that department. Think of all the public transportation, police, cars, fire engines, ambulances. Imagine your future husband being responsible for fixing those badass vehicles. I have a good feeling about this for you. Ooh, okay. I'm going to look into it. Not me showing up to the fleet mechanic office of New York City and saying, hi, I have a... <laughs> I have a city bus. I need you guys to <laughs> to repair. There is something to be said about people who, who know how to fix shit. I swear to God, it's so damn nice. Um, and then she says, I swear I'm not being braggy about my hubby, but I also want all the girlies out there to know that they should not be putting up with these fuck boys who just want to play games with them. Believe me, I did that for a long time. I was single for seven years before I met my husband. We met on Tinder, shockingly. So I don't think anyone should give up on the dating apps, but I will say I literally met him when I decided I to stop putting up with fuckboy shenanigans and realize I deserved way better. Once I got clear of what I actually wanted and the guy... I was no longer dealing with. It was like he appeared out of thin air. We lived less than an hour apart most of our lives and we didn't even know. So you never know who's waiting for you right around the corner. I truly believe that we have to know what we want and believe what we deserve it to get what we want. Every minute we spend wasting time is energy on these idiots accepting breadcrumbs and calling it quote unquote effort is the time that you could spend knowing your worth and making space for somebody who knows your worth too. I say this all the time. You're so a thousand percent right. And I was talking to my friend about this last night. I'm like, it's so hard because it's like, I do like being in a relationship when I'm in one, but I also like being alone, but I don't want a relationship, but I would like to meet somebody that I like. I'm like, oh, okay. Excited about, you know? So you do have to know what you want. And I think it's important to like, even if you just have to write it down and have it all on paper and get rid of those negative people in your life, I think it's such a big help. You're so right on that. Um, oh, and one more thing I've been wanting to share with the girlies is a trick to finding out where you stand with someone while you're dating. So when my husband and I were dating for like two months, I wanted to know if we were boyfriend and girlfriend or what. People at work were always trying to set me up with people knowing I was the young single one. One day, someone at work said that they wanted to set me up with a guy and I told her, I think I have a boyfriend. Then a light bulb went off in my head and I texted him and said, someone at work tried to set me up with someone and I said, I think I have a boyfriend. And his response was, you think? Oh no, you're mine. With a wedding ring emoji. He actually sent the wedding ring emoji. I literally screamed when I saw that text. So basically we made it official that day. Anyway, I realize anyone can make that story up <laughs> to figure out what the deal is. That's my girl. That's my girl. I, I get it. That's what, that's what I think everyone should do. Hey, someone else is interested in me. Are you my boyfriend or not? <laughs> Cause what are they going to say? No, go hook up with that guy. Okay. I will. Bye. And if they say that, that's fine. Bye. That's a great story. I love to hear it. Oh, and now we got our baby girls over at Panic Panties. You always need to have a backup plan. You got a spare set of keys. You got an extra hairbrush in your bag just in case. Why wouldn't you want an extra set of panties? You guys already know we talked about them last week. I think this is such a great idea. It's something that's so convenient. You need an emergency backup pair of underwear. I don't care how freaking old you are. I don't care if you're one of the young girlies if or if you're my granny. We all need extra underwear sometimes. There's been plenty of times where I'm like, oh my God, my life would just be so much better. So much better. 
you know, you have your period, you sometimes you pee a little, whatever the situation is, I'm not judging. Sometimes you need it. Uh, Panic panties are exactly what they say they are. You could use them anytime that you're in a panic because you need a new pair of underwear in a pinch. Individually wrapped, these panties are for all those times that you're at the gym, on a date, out of laundry. You can stash them in your purse, luggage, car, gym bag, desk, or at your hookups place. Those options are endless. Ooh, that gave me an idea. That gave me an idea. Just unpack the pair, reseal your old pair, and get on with your day. Plus, they are so comfortable. You'll want to wear them time and time again. Panic panties come in three sizes, ranging size 2 to 24. And at only $13 a pair, they make a perfect Valentine's Day necessity. They're also great bachelorette favors or birthday gifts. And fellas, stash one at your place for your little lady to have one for the morning after. We love to see it. Um, just for my listeners, check out all their styles at panicpanties.com and use code SECRETKEEPER for 20% off your purchase. That's panicpanties.com. Promo code SECRETKEEPER for 20% off Panic Panties for life's unpredictable moments. Um, okay. This one says life update for you. And we love a, an update on on emails, you guys. Okay. Hey, Carly, the kitty cats and all the club members. I emailed you literally one year ago this week. I didn't realize the toll people. uh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize the toll that a terrible job and the wrong crowd was taking on me. I was stressed and overwhelmed and surrounding myself outside of work with people who were just adding to the stress of it all. After getting some advice from you, I realized I needed to speak up and make some changes for myself, even if it meant upsetting or letting other people down, specifically your advice of you can't be shitty with someone and then be sensitive. And also you saying, suck my ass. I'm saying something to you. (laughs) Oh, those life, those life changing remarks. That's always my motto, though, you guys, if you'll notice. Um, I took your advice and quite literally quit my job at a software company to follow my passion in the outdoor industry. I am now the manager of of an outfitter and a guide, Um, the only female staff. I also walked away from friendships that were just pulling me down and feeling very one-sided. It took a lot of time and the transition from people and places that I had become comfortable with was tough, but a year later, it was so worth it all. I want to remind you and all the listeners to be sure that you're living life for yourself. Don't fall into the habit of pleasing others, and it's okay to be selfish and remember to just be kind. I will now always have that little voice in the back of my head saying, suck my ass, I'm saying something. (laughs) Words shouldn't be scary. Just speak your mind and let other people know how they make you feel. Thanks for the weekly pep talks. On a side note, uh, when my aunt and my uncle started dating in the 90s, he was a New York City garbage man. <gasps> the dream. Some of their first dates were in the garbage truck. He would take her on the days where he knew there would be good stuff. Oh, my God. Wait, this is like literally. It, oh, my God. This is like a fairy tale to me. Hold on. I have to read this to you guys. Oh, my God. He would take her on days where he knew there would be good stuff in the trash at Macy's and other big stores in the city. That's a dream come true. And she said they've been married for 20 plus years. Oh, no, because that's honestly like I have butterflies in my stomach thinking about a guy taking me to a good dumpster. (laughs) Stop. I would die. No, I would die. And you guys might think I'm trying to be like sarcastic or funny. Like I'm being dead ass. I'm being dead ass. Okay. That's. I would love that's so much fun. Of course, they are married for 20 plus years. He's the man of my dreams. Like he's the man of every woman's dreams. 
stop because you're taking me to a garbage. You, you're taking me to a dumpster that has freaking clothes in it and I can have whatever I want. That's a princess right there. <laughs> there was this garbage man that DM'd me on Instagram. I don't know if I told you guys this story, but he DM'd me on Instagram and he's like, I heard you like garbage men. Like I'm out here on my truck, whatever, and sent me a picture of him on his truck. And I go, send me a picture of garbage. Like, what are we working with today? <laughs> like, I don't, I want to see the garbage. And he literally sent me a picture of a frozen rat. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is too romantic for me. But yes, you're a hundred, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Thank you so much for the follow-up on that. I think that um, it's so important I always think I'm like, why am I letting somebody else's mistakes or attitude ruin my day? Like, I just don't I, I'm going to say something to a- anyone that's like hurt my feelings. I'm just going to say something. It's the only way to do it, because otherwise you suffer driving yourself crazy. And there's no people don't get to do that. You don't get to be mean to somebody or hurt someone someone's feelings like that. And just go away scot free living your gosh darn life when you hurt my little feelings. Um, Okay. This one says what's wrong with men. (laughs) We're going to need a theme song for emails like this. It's like we, I I need to get sound effects. You guys, I'm going to have to talk to somebody about getting some type of sound effects because I don't have an engineer. I'm just like kind of doing it. Me and my girl, me and my girl, Fanny, shout out to Fanny who's posting the podcast for me recently. Um, I need to figure out how to do like, beep, 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 what's wrong with men? <laughs> so it says, I'm currently playing catch up with some old episodes. And I just listened to the one where you brought up the guy who said you had fat legs. Oh, do I have a story for you? Many years back in my early 20s, I was very casually dating a man a few years older than me, um, like 10 years older. We were friends before we started hooking up, but I just didn't see it going any further. I thought I was doing the right thing by having a talk with him about it. I explained that I just didn't see a future with him. I don't think we want the same things in life, and I just wanted to remain friends. This man looked me straight in the eyes and said, oh, God, I don't even want to I don't even want to read what this guy just said. This man looked me straight in the eyes and said, you know what? It's not just your face. You really are a bitch. (laughs) Oh my God, the ego. I don't even know how to respond to that besides laugh. I just clearly said this isn't going well and left his house. I would still see him from time to time and we would speak zero words to each other. I think I broke that man. What is wrong with him? Honestly, my friends and I still use that saying to this day. It's just too good. Oh my God. Thank you for all the laughs. You honestly make my workday so much better. Oh, well, thank you for listening. That is like such a thing where... If you bruise a guy's ego, you don't know what they're about to say. You don't know what they're about to say to you. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's something that you have to, like, always bring up with your friend. My friend brings up the guy that that said I had bad legs all the time <laughs> because it's like, whatever, girly. They, they, it's it is things like that. People. When people say mean things to try and like jab at you, it is funny because it's like, are you insane? 
Okay. This next one says, can I enroll in dating 101 with Professor Carly Aquilino? Yes, you can. You guys can always enroll with that. Uh, Hey, cutie Carly and the kitten babes. I'll jump right into it. I haven't had the best luck dating. I'm 24 years old and I've been in one relationship and he was emotionally abusive. Once I healed from that, I tried the apps and met a lot of people, but it was never really a match. I saw potential red flags and dipped or I would date them for a month or two and then get ghosted. I used dating apps on and on uh, on and off for about two years and gave up in 2022. I would like to be dating, but it's clearly not working for me. So what am I doing? wrong. Can you give advice on first dates, when to bring up the what are you looking for conversation and how to not catch feelings so fast or anything that you think would be helpful? Thanks so much. Love you and love all my fellow secret keepers. And then um, (laughs) there's a very funny uh, fuck, Mary kill that I'm going to put on here too. So, okay. I'm going to give the advice portion. I'm going to do the last part of this first. So it says, advice about first dates, when to bring up the, what are you looking for conversation? This is a thing that I talk to my friends about all the time because people feel, and I understand why it's an intimidating thing to bring up because, you know, when you, when you bring up a relationship to somebody, there's a good chance that they might go, whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about this already. This kind of feels a little fast, but I do think it's important to know these things in the very beginning of a relationship. So you know, which way to move. So you know how much to invest with time and energy into a person, because otherwise, how many times have we seen this, even on this podcast and in our real lives, how many times have we seen someone investing so much into a person and then them going, you know what? I I just never said I wanted anything serious by not bringing up that conversation. And I know it's scary. You kind of absolve them of any responsibility to you. Because they were like, hey, we never had the conversation. I can go do what I want and have my cake and eat it too. But then when you bring it up to them, they're like, whoa, crazy. You're insane. You're insane. I never said I wanted anything with you. So you're kind of absolving them of that. I will bring it up right away. And I also have this theory in my head of like, if a person is going to judge me on that, on, on asking a question about relationships while we're on a date... <laughs> then they're not my person for me. They're they're not the person for me. And that's fine. But I bring it up going, when was your last, oh, when was your last relationship? Chit chat a little bit about that. Oh, cool. What are you, what are you looking for now? Or you can bring yourself into it. Like, yeah, I've been on a few dates. It's, it's kind of like, it's whatever. I'm looking for this, this, and this. I'm totally an open book when it comes to stuff like that, because it's like, I'm not going to ever not say anything in order to absolve someone of responsibility towards me, because that's really what a lot of this stuff is. In terms of getting ghosted, I've noticed people get ghosted so much with people that they meet online or people they go on a few dates with because they don't have any responsibility to you and they don't have a connection to you from another person. So it's not like, oh, this person's kind of friends with my friends group or, oh, we work together. We're going to have to bump into each other from time to time. This is a person that you probably never would have ever met. So they know you guys aren't really going to cross paths. And a lot of times it's just easier to not say anything. Um, Even though that's not a nice thing to do, that's a lot of times what it is. It's like, hey, I'm never going to see this person again. I might as well just dip out quietly. Um, so I don't think you should 
give up. I don't think you should, if you don't want to be on the apps right now, then that's totally fine. I think that it makes things a lot easier, but I think that there, you know, there's a lot of people on the apps that don't want to date. So it's like, why is this a dating app? You know, it's definitely hard. It's hard to move through everything. It's confusing and it goes person to person. But I think the more you put yourself out there, I think of it as practice, right? You think of it as that's how you kind of like take the edge off of a date is like, think of it as like, I'm practicing being charming for when I meet the one, right? That's a good way to think about it. And don't put, and also you said how to not catch feelings so fast. Um, the way you don't catch feelings too fast is to continue dating other people until you're with, until you define what you're looking for and what this is, because there's, you can't put all your eggs in one basket because then all of your focus and all of your energy is going towards this person. And and it's not necessary. You're going to end up falling, like falling for them. And then they're just like, Hey, whoa, I thought this was casual or whatever. And then you're just like, God damn it. Now I got to get back out there again. <laughs> I got to get back out there. God, if that's not the, the life and times of a single woman, it's like, Hey, I'm just getting back out there. <laughs> you know, you thought you were on the bench. The coach just looks at you like, get back out there. Okay, here I go. Where's my helmet? This one. <laughs> This is a lot, but I think the, also the, the way you view kind of your dating situation, like, uh, your, your view on dating also determines the way that you are on dates. So maybe like, if you want to take a little break from dating so that you can get excited about it again, I think that might be helpful. Like follow whatever you feel comfortable doing. I'm not just saying like, Oh, throw yourself out there and just, because if you go into it with that type of energy and that kind of like, oh, God, I have to go out with this guy. I don't even really want to go. I'd rather just stay home, blah, blah, blah. If you're not excited about it, that kind of translates to the energy that we bring can translate to other people. Um, but I'm just also very much like you have to do what you feel comfortable doing. I don't want to force you guys like you got to be out here going on dates all the time. It's 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 a lot and it's exhausting. And a lot of times you go out with somebody and you go, my God, I wish I was home. I wish I was freaking home. So I think first dates, I'm trying to think of like, first dates, I can usually tell if someone is, um, I I could usually tell if it's going to be a thing. I mean, I definitely can tell. Also, I want to, I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day too. Anytime I've had to worry and stress about a guy, he's never been someone I've been in a relationship with. And that's just what it is. The the good ones don't make you wonder. Uh, the ones that really care and want to pursue a relationship with you, they don't make you wonder and go back and forth. They just don't. So that's kind of a thing too. If someone's driving you crazy, oh, he's not really calling me. He's not really texting me. He's blah, 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 blah. I don't know how he feels. You'll know how he feels if he cares. You know, it's just that's what it is. Any time I've worried about someone, they've never been a boyfriend ever in the history of my life. And you guys know I've, I've been on a lot of dates. 
Um, don't give up on yourself. You know, I think the way that we feel about ourselves is most important. You have to treat yourself with a little bit more grace and kindness and, and, um, you know, just feel good. That's really all that matters. Take yourself out of, on a nice date, do a little spa day if you can, or go get your nails done or go get a facial or something like that. That stuff always like puts me in a better mood. Okay. Um, this next one says Peter Pan forever. Uh, oh God. Hello, queen and her Kings. I'm a 43 year old woman and I've been single for so long because men, that's why. Anyway, I went to an adult, um, sliding party on the weekend and met a very tall, handsome and funny French man. Oh my God. We, oui, we oui. charming the whole bit. He's 50. He has a child never married. Oh, I'm sorry. He's 50. He's a child. <laughs> major, major uh, discrepancy from what I thought it said. Okay. He's a child, never married, no kids, attaches a picture of his bed, and I'm going to die a death. Oh, God. The great news is after two and a half years, I finally banged in my adult bed. Thank God. So <laughs> will he ever grow up or is this Peter Pan forever? Anyway, I doubt he had hand towels or bath mats. Love you from Canada. Oh, my God. You guys, this bed. <laughs> the bed is on the floor. There is a box spring with no covering on the floor. And then he has the mattress and the bedspread that is too small for the bed. The bedspread that is like, say the bed is a queen. The bedspread is a full. Nothing matches. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he has like what looks to be like an apple box next to the bed with a lamp on it. And that's the only other thing I could see in this room. There's nothing on the walls. <laughs> no, the box spring on the floor is a whole nother level of just like, OK, here we go. <laughs> OK. Shout out to you, though. Good for you. I would be like, oh, do you guys not have bed frames in France? That doesn't feel very French to me. French people are very like classy and luxurious. I love a Frenchie. Um, this next one says, what am I doing? Hi, Carly. So my boyfriend and I have been together almost nine years. I'm 26. He's 27. And our relationship is pretty great. Mostly we've been through ups and downs and all of that, but we always get back to the good times. My problem is that we've never lived together and I'm getting very impatient about it at this point. I have a good job in New Jersey and he does too. And now his job is making him travel a lot these past couple of months. I pretty much only see him three or four days a week, which is fine, but it's annoying because we both live at home and he sometimes goes to his mom's to see his family and not directly to my house um, when he gets back to New Jersey every week. Basically, I'm getting so fed up and not living together with somebody who I've been with almost a decade. But I'm also like, do you do I want to be alone for the majority of the week? I don't know. What do you think? I get so mad sometimes and give him a hard time about it, which just makes both of us annoyed with each other. Also, he wants to wait to buy something and not waste our money, which I get. But I'm also like, when the fuck are we moving out of our goddamn parents' houses? I'm not asking for a ring or kids just to move in together. Like, I don't know if it's too much to ask. Let me know your thoughts. Love you. This is tricky. 
Um, I, I would a, a thousand percent be where you're at. I don't think it's too much to ask. I think you guys both have great jobs and, um, you've been together for nine years. It makes sense to want to take the next step. I think it's important to live together before you get married and have kids and you can really see somebody for living with someone is a whole different side of the relationship. So you guys are at that point where it's like, you've been together almost a decade already. Um, you got to live together. And I understand, listen, nobody wants to spend money on rent, but if you have the means, like you guys both have good jobs. If you have the means to do so, I think it's time. Um, and I get where you're coming from. Of course, everyone would love to never rent and just buy a house, but it's one of those things where you got to do what you got to do for your relationship. If he's insisting on not renting something and, and moving in together, I think you need to say, okay, can you give me a time frame of when you think we would be able to put a down payment on a house? Or are we just kind of floating? Like, what are your finances? What are you saving? What are we working towards here? Um, and when can we take that jump? If you're really looking to buy something, we need to have a plan. You know, it's not just something like, oh, yeah, no, we'll save and buy it. Okay, when? Like, what can the mortgage be? What What's the down payment have to be? How much do you want to contribute? Like, you need to have these types of conversations. If he's saying he doesn't, like, he's just going to wait to buy a house. Um, I think that it, I think it's important. I think it's important that you guys live together. Um, if I was with someone for nine years, I would definitely want to be living with them. Um, and listen, girl, if you want to move out of your parents' house, if it were me, I would just say, okay, I'm moving out. I'm moving into my own apartment. If you want to live with me, that's fine. Let's get an apartment together or what? What's or you could just come visit me then, but there has to be there has to be some type of a change, you know. I mean, I lived with a guy when I was making two hundred dollars a week. You make it work when you have to. Um, keep us updated on that, by the way. Did you know that over 97% of women age 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D in their diet and that 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of omega-3s? While most multivitamin brands try and give you everything you think you need, Ritual takes a food-first approach to their multivitamins. That's why I love Ritual. Ritual nixes shady fillers and additives and instead focuses on nutrients to help fill the cap, fill the gaps in your diet. You guys know I love Ritual. This is a, They have been sponsoring the podcast for quite some time and they are a company that I am a repeat customer for and I um I I buy the multivitamins because you know me I'm trying to be that girl I'm always trying to be that girl that's one thing about me um, formulated by exhaustive research, this multivitamin, which is the Rituals Essential for Women 18 plus vitamin, helps fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. A clinical study showed that it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual is committed to not only third-party testing, but traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and clear communication, so you always get the thing you need and none of the filler. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash secret and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash secret.
Okay. This one says potty PSA, please. Okay. Hi, Carly XOXO to you and the kittens. I was listening to your new podcast episode this morning when you were talking about the amount of people that left their jobs during the pandemic. It really resonated with me. I'm a nurse in Boston and 27% of my coworkers left nursing in the past year. We suffer physical abuse. I've been hit many times, death threats, had to pursue many restraining orders and emotional abuse, all while being abused by hospital administrators. I work four 16-hour shifts per week and bring home less than $600 because they refuse to pay us fair pay and refuse to pay us overtime. I've looked for other jobs, and unfortunately, this is happening everywhere, including Canada. Canada nurses are dealing with Bill 124 right now, which caps their pay at a max of one, one cent raise every three years. She put one C. Is one C one cent? Every three years? What? That can't be. That can't be a real thing. I'm hoping I'm wrong about it being one cent, but it says one C. Nobody is bringing attention to the wide range of abuse that's happening with our healthcare workers. Would you be willing to bring a light? Um, to this for the girlies on your podcast with we love what we do but we're tired and we need support um p.s if you mention this on the potty i'll probably shit myself Uh oh well we're about to have a shit crappens on our hands because here we are on the potty um no i a thousand percent i think nurses have such a hard job there is just so many jobs that i don't know how people do like nursing even teachers i know a lot of teachers that have left their jobs um also in the in the past few years it's just like it's they don't get paid a fair wage you know and nurses too i mean think about what nurses do and they're just like these nice people that you see when you go like think about what they have to see every single day and they're just these nice people that you see when you go to the doctor when you go to the hospital and they're normally like the best part of your experience in the first place. And it's a thankless job. They need to be paying more money, a thousand percent. And then she says, PSS, follow nurse with sign 416 on Instagram to see more info. So there you go. There's your little shout out. I hope things I want to know a way to support you guys. Because that's crazy town. Um. Okay, let's get to this next one. Okay, there was one that was, I think we have a, yes. Okay, here we go. So we're going to do the fuck, Mary kills now because we have a few there. I was just looking for one email that was just a fuck, Mary kill. Um, so the first one was uh, the green M&M before they changed her to cover up their lawsuit the Lucky Charms Leprechaun or the Kool-Aid Man. Now, this is a hard fuck, Mary kill if you really think about it. So we're talking pre, okay, pre-change of the green M&M. I think we ha- you have to marry the Kool-Aid guy, right? Because he just seems like a hoot. I love that guy. He's always happy. He loves to party. He's full of sugar. Um, yeah, I'm going to marry the Kool-Aid man for sure. I kind of, I'm into him like in a major way. Like I would like, 
he's flirting. Like everything he does, I'm like, wow, you're cute. You're cute. So we're going to marry the Kool-Aid guy. We are going to. You got to fuck the green M&M, apparently, because it's it's the aphrodisiac of (laughs) M&Ms, which we learned last week. Right. So we're going to do that. And you got to kill the Lucky Charms leprechaun, which is really unfortunate because he seems nice, but he's one of those guys that's just he's too much. He's too much. He would be a lot. You can't marry him. He would drive you crazy. And he's definitely not like I mean, if it's between him and the green M&M. You go with the green M&M. And I hate to and you hate to see it, but you got to kill the Lucky Charms leprechaun, although I do love I love Lucky Charms. They're not my absolute favorite, but they're up there. Um, this next one is a Sopranos women fuck Mary kill Carmela, Adriana, Dr. Melfi. I'm a thousand percent marrying Adriana. I love her. I think, oh God, but but Carmela is such a good wife. You know what? Yeah. Oh, but you can't kill Dr. Melfi. I think you fuck Adriana, marry Carmela because she's such a good wife. She's a ride or die if I ever saw one. Um, and then you have to kill Dr. Melfi, which I never want to do because she's so wonderful. Um, but you got to do it. These are hard. Um, the next one is Diet Coke, Friends or Stand Up. And, and I'm assuming this means Friends the show. And this one is very specific to me. I'm marrying Diet Coke. It's the only thing that brings me joy each day. And I look forward to it more than I've ever looked forward to anything. Like I look forward to a Diet Coke every day more than I look forward to going on vacation. Like I love it. I, it is a vacation. It's a vacation in your mouth. And I'll tell you that much right now, girlies. So I don't care if it's toxic. I, I'm going to marry it. This is a reflection on maybe the way that I deal with relationships, too. But we're doing we're marrying Diet Coke. And then are you fucking friends? Or are you fucking stand up? God, this is kind of hard. Well, let's think of what I would kill. I don't want to kill friends and I don't want to kill stand up. But I guess. I have to kill friends. I have to kill friends. Because y- you got to fuck doing stand up because it's fun. It's it's. You know, friends is a little more wholesome, I would say. So you got to kill friends. I've killed three things that I didn't want to kill today. Okay. And that's not, that's not a good look, but anywho, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful little Valentine's day and do something nice for yourself. I think that's the consensus this week, right? Do something nice for yourself. Buy yourself a bag of M&Ms or go get a nice little hand massage when you go get a manicure. You know, you got to do it because God knows nobody's doing it for us, ladies. (laughs) And that's just the way it is. But I love you guys. You're all my little my little Valentines. I'll see you next week. Bye.